My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me and that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask your pardon for my sins, for the grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. We thank you, Lord Jesus, for this time of prayer that we spend with you today. I read once that there was a study of people's greatest fears. And the fear of death was way up on the, uh, on the top of the list. But it was actually, it wasn't the greatest fear. It was number two behind the fear of public speaking. And I heard a, a comment on this once that this means that most people would rather be in the casket at a funeral than giving the eulogy, right? Talking in public about, about the deceased. And so the fear of, of public speaking really boils down to the fear of what people think about us, the fear of embarrassment, the fear of what we call human respects or a fear that's generated by human respects, but what people are thinking about me. In order to get close to our Lord, we have to overcome this. And Lord, we see this in the gospel. We see people, Jesus, who have to overcome a certain embarrassment, who have to overcome a certain shame in order to be near you. But it's totally worth it. It's totally worth it. We read in the Gospel of Luke, Now there was a sinful woman in the city who learned that he was at table in the house of the Pharisee. Now to be a sinful woman in the Gospel, to be labeled as a public sinner, as whether as a man or a woman, is precisely to be in a, in a, in a shameful position. These were people shunned by society for the lifestyles that they lived, they were shunned by society for the mistakes that they had made. And so it was, it was an embarrassing state to be a sinful woman. And not only that, but she, she, um, she overcomes her fear by going precisely to the place that's most threatening, the house of the Pharisee. Right? The Pharisees were the keepers of, of this designation. They were the ones who really decided who were the public sinners and who were the, who were the, um, good people, right? They were the religious authorities. Bringing an alabaster flask of ointment, she stood behind him at his feet, weeping, and began to bathe his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and anointed them with the ointment. And so not only does she overcome her fear, Jesus, of the, the judgment of the Pharisee, not only does she overcome the fear of what this Pharisee is going to think about her when she shows up in her house, in his house, she also does something that's, that's very striking and very daring. 
she brings with her this flask of ointment. And she stands behind Jesus at his feet, weeping, and bathes his feet with her tears, and wipes them with her hair, kisses them, and anoints them with the ointment that she brings. And so she doesn't just show her daring by showing up at the house, by coming into that place where she knows that she's going to be judged totally negatively by, by the Pharisee. But she does, she, she, she comes and she has this daring gesture of love for our Lord, this daring gesture of repentance. Wiping his feet, cleaning them with her tears, wiping them with her hair, and then anointing them with the oil. And, and she can't control what the Pharisee thinks. And the Pharisee, as we know, thinks poorly of her. When the Pharisee who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman this is who is touching him, that she is a sinner. And so some people are going to think poorly of us, no matter what we do, even if we're doing the right thing, like this woman here is doing the right thing. And she can't control that. And we can't control it either. And so... An important lesson in life to learn is to try to control what we can control and to let go of what we can't control. What's the point of worrying about something that we have absolutely no control over? She has no control over what the Pharisee is going to think about her. She has no control over his judgment. She only has control over what she can do. And so she faces her fear. She enters that house. And she has this daring and beautiful gesture of love towards you, Lord. And we can learn from this. Lord, when I pray, am I generous and daring? Do I have ways, Lord, in which I too stand behind you and get down on my knees and kiss your feet and, and cry tears of repentance? This, this woman was, was crying over her sins. Loving her Lord. And although the Pharisee, right, has this critical reaction, although the Pharisee has this negative reaction in his heart, if this man were a prophet, he would know who and what sort of woman this is who was touching him, that she is a sinner. Jesus has a different judgment. And this is the judgment that we should care about, Lord. We should care about your judgment, not the judgment of others, not even our own judgment of ourselves. Do you see this woman, Jesus says to the Pharisee, when I entered your house, you did not give me water for my feet, but she has bathed them with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but she has not ceased kissing my feet since the time I entered. You did not anoint my head with oil, but she anointed my feet with ointment. So I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven. Hence, she has shown great love. But the one to whom little is forgiven loves little. He said to her, your sins are forgiven. And so Jesus' judgment of this woman is much different from the Pharisees. The Pharisee has labeled her as a sinner, and he won't budge from that. Jesus, in his mercy, in his judgment as God, in his role as Redeemer, 
sees her repentance, sees above all her love, and says, your sins are forgiven. And he appreciates her daring. He appreciates her generosity. He appreciates her humility. Right? He's kind of blown away by, by the fact that she's entered this house and that she's done all these beautiful services for him in her repentance and in her love. She has loved much. She has shown great love. What a wonderful compliment. And if we want to strive to have someone think well of us, well, let's make sure it's the person whose opinion really counts, right? Not the people who who are going to tend to judge us for being good, like the Pharisee judges this lady. Um, not the people who are just our peers or society. Let's make sure that we're trying to impress the one whose opinion counts, which is you, Lord, our Lord Jesus Christ. And let's try to live our lives in such a way that we too can have this compliment. She has shown great love. She has loved much. We go to Our Lady, Mother of Fair Love. Pray for us. Help us to imitate this woman in her courage, in her boldness and daring, entering the place where she knows that she'll be judged poorly by the Pharisee, but also entering the place where she can love our Lord and be sorry for her sins and win his compliment. You have loved much. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections, and inspirations which you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask your help to put them into effect. My Immaculate Mother, St. Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me.